Welcome to the Serialized Short Story Podcast, Secrets Out, by Christopher Chapman. Secrets Out is performed by the author. You can pre-order Secrets Out as an ebook that will play on Kindle, Nook, Kobo, and any iDevice you can get your hands on by going to goingpostalpublishing.com and clicking on the store link. Listener discretion is advised. There are adult situations, violence, and naughty words your mother wouldn't want you repeating to your neighbor. And now, the story continues. Welcome. You have found the greatest podcast on the planet. This is the Going Postal Cast, Secrets Out. This is the Halloween Bus. I am Christopher Chapman, author of The Halloween Bus, and yes, you've heard, if you've been here since the beginning, you've heard The Halloween Bus before. This is a slightly edited and tightened up a little bit story. It is, I put it on the uh, Halloween episode from not this past year, but the year before, and I said that that was kind of a rough, rough draft. I kind of tossed that together right before that Halloween recorded it and put it out for you and now it's back it's had some editing so that way it can be put into the short story collection and that's what this episode is all about i will be doing some talking after the episode so let's get right into the story here you go the halloween bus the halloween bus by christopher chapman Randy Benton loved Halloween about as much as any one person could love a holiday. It was his favorite time of the year. There was something about the leaves changing color, symbolizing the death of another year, that made him feel good inside. He felt a certain kinship with things that were dying. Randy had been that way since he was a little boy. He supposed it was from the death of his uncle. He shouldn't have remembered it. He wasn't quite two years old when the semi-truck slammed into the car his uncle was driving, killing him instantly. That's what he'd been told, anyway. His grandfather had talked about him once while he was drunk, mentioning that people recalled hearing him scream as he burned alive. It was a horrific thing to believe, and he wished he had never heard it. He remembered his uncle. He remembered the way that his car had Pepsi bottle caps covering the knobs. He remembered the way that his uncle used to come over just to see him, then take him to high school basketball games. He was far too young at the time to fully understand what death meant. He wouldn't learn that until much later. He knew that there was a reason why his uncle wasn't coming around anymore. He wouldn't know what death was until his mother gave him an explanation several months after his uncle had been buried into the ground. He's gone to heaven, was all his mother could say. He remembered the tears in his mother's eyes as she said it. He'd rarely seen his mother cry. When do I get to see him again? Randy asked, not fully understanding. You don't, his mother replied. You will never see him again. When people die, they go away and you never get to see them again. He could remember crying for a long time about it. He wanted to understand why he could never see his uncle again. As he got older, his focus shifted to understanding what was to come after death. He wanted to know if his uncle truly was in heaven, as his mother had proclaimed. 
or if there was something more to it. Randy specifically wanted to know about the existence of ghosts. He had a friend that claimed to have seen the ghost of his grandpa. Did ghosts exist? He wanted to find out. When most kids were getting Garfield comics from the school library, he was digging deeper, trying to find any books they had that pertained to ghosts. He found several books on the subject, taking them home and reading them from cover to cover. He rented the Ghostbusters more times than he could remember. He studied the movie, wanting to know if the film was based on anything in reality. He was disappointed when he found out that it wasn't. As he got older, he naturally moved towards darker things. He wasn't a goth, but he found that his interest in horror and darker things were very real. He read every Stephen King novel by the time he was 12, and made sure to get every new one as soon as they came out. He listened to Metallica, Megadeth, and Iron Maiden because of the way their music dealt with the darker side of religion and death. He even watched every wrestling match featuring The Undertaker, all because he loved the dark element that he brought to television. No matter what the subject was, he couldn't get enough of the mystery that surrounded death. By the time he reached his teenage years, he was considered an outcast. Even the aforementioned Goss had no interest in him. He'd spent so much time focused on the dead that he didn't have time for the members of the living. His parents were aware of what was happening, but they did nothing to stop it because of their constant arguing, which eventually led to their divorce. Even then, they fought over who was going to have custody of him, but not in a good way. Neither parent wanted to deal with the child that wanted to do nothing but study about the dead all day long. Randy had one friend, somebody who shared some of his interests. Jim Wright was the only person he could talk to about death, or how he'd become the dark individual he was. Jim was the only one who had been through similar things as he. His mother had died from breast cancer when he was three. He remembered every detail from the moment she was diagnosed all the way through her deterioration and eventual death. In many ways, Randy believed that Jim had it worse than he, but he had been a little older and possibly could have comprehended more of what was going on. That was the painful part with Randy. He hadn't understood what was happening, and nobody had been able to give him an answer that would have actually helped him. As with the other things in his life, Halloween was the time of year when Randy felt like he was no longer an outcast. It was the only time of the year when he felt normal. Halloween was a celebration of the dead. Randy and Jim had spent each of the previous five Halloweens together, always trying to do something that they considered spooky, always trying to make each year better than the last. One year, they spent the night in a cemetery. That should have been scary for a 12-year-old, but it wasn't. Randy thought it was one of the best nights he'd ever had. He curled up next to the tombstone of his uncle and spent the night on the hard ground nearly freezing because of the horrifically cold temperatures that night. Jim had been near him the whole time, although he never stopped complaining about how cold he was. He'd been far more hesitant about doing it, but he always had been. He was never as adventurous as Randy, and never would be. Randy had never expected him to, but Jim needed a friend as well, and he must have thought that it was important that they did these things together. That brought them to this Halloween. Being 17 years old should have meant that they spent their time thinking about girls. The subject rarely came up between them. 
Randy wasn't gay and didn't think that Jim was either, yet they didn't speak of the girls in their class all that often. Neither had been on a date, but that didn't mean that it was out of the realm of possibility. They were considered freaks. There weren't a whole lot of girls that wanted to even speak to them, let alone date them. With no girls to talk about, their focus was on what they were going to do for this Halloween. They'd stayed in all of the supposed haunted houses in the area, all coming up with big zeros in the spiritual activity department. He hadn't been able to come up with any ideas for this year. Fortunately for him, Jim was very resourceful. It was the start of the school day on Halloween when Jim approached him. Randy still had no idea what they were going to do. He envisioned it being a year where they stayed home and watched horror movies on TV. He hoped that wasn't how it would turn out, and Jim made sure that it didn't happen. I got it, Jim said, racing towards him with a smile on his face. I know what we're going to do tonight. There was something about Jim's eyes that made Randy believe that he was telling the truth. His eyes were large and filled with excitement. He truly believed that he had it. Randy couldn't wait to find out what he had in store for them. Have you ever heard anything about the Halloween bus? Jim asked. No, Randy replied. Never heard of it. Oh man, then I have a treat for you, Jim said, his smile growing even larger. I heard this story about the Halloween bus. I don't know if it is true or not, but I was told that there was a bus that was doing its normal route on Halloween night. It was in Green Bay and would take people that were shopping downtown and bring them uptown. This particular Halloween trip turned out really bad. There was an accident on Clark Street where the bus had to cross the railroad tracks. I've actually seen those railroad tracks, Randy said excitedly. I drove over them a couple weeks back. They didn't live in Green Bay, but Randy traveled there often, usually with his parents. They preferred the stores to the ones in their small town, it was a little bit of a drive, but he had never minded it. Well, anyway, Jim continued, the bus had engine troubles and stalled out right on top of the railroad tracks. Directly on top. Not in front and not past them. Right directly over them. The bus driver got out of the bus to check the engine, but he was the only one to get out. A train came out of nowhere, smashing into the bus and killing everybody on board as the bus driver was looking at the motor. He had no idea the train was coming. Nobody did, otherwise they would have been able to get off. Nineteen people died that night. Wow, Randy said, knowing that it was a good story with plenty of intrigue. It's kind of weird that the bus would have stalled right there. I wonder what the odds are of a situation like that happening. I'm sure that the odds can't be that high, Jim said. If you think that that was strange, well, let me be the one to tell you that it gets even better. After the accident, the bus company was forced to shut down that particular route for a while because of pressure from City Hall. It stayed closed for a few months before it finally reopened after people begged for it to happen because of convenience. The very same driver that had been there when the bus was struck was the very same driver that took the bus out that night. And? The poor guy had a heart attack before he could finish the route, Jim said. In fact, people who were on the bus that night say that he was complaining about tightness in his chest and shortness of breath shortly after he passed that point. 
It was as if the spot triggered the heart attack that would eventually kill him. Randy liked how the story was going. It had everything he liked in a Halloween or ghost story. He wondered how much more there was to the tale. How much better could it get? He was worried that he was getting too excited. There was no way that the real thing could live up to the story. Jim continued, Ever since the accident, people riding that route on Halloween have claimed that there have been some strange occurrences. Flashing lights, weird sounds, and engines sputtering. He paused, taking a deep breath. I heard that there are people that believe that the route is haunted by the victims of that very accident. It's as if they've chosen Halloween, their anniversary, as their night to come out and play. Randy had a strange feeling in the pit of his stomach. This wasn't like the other stories he'd heard before they'd gone to spend the night in an abandoned house. They were thrill-seekers with a lust for the dead. But something didn't seem right about this. For one thing, why was Jim telling them about something that happened in Green Bay? It wasn't his style to want to go someplace that far away. He liked to stay in the vicinity. He liked when things were familiar. Are you sure that you want to try something like this? Randy asked. It'll take almost an hour to get to Green Bay, and then we'll have to take another bus back to the car after we take the ride, then come home. We could be out pretty late. What time does the route start? I checked that out too, Jim said. I was worried they weren't doing the same route on Halloween anymore, and for a couple of years they hadn't. I found a blog post that talked about them shutting down the route on Halloween, and only Halloween, for three or four years in a row. It was running every other day but that one. It seems that whoever is in charge changed their mind and are doing it again this year. I started to think that they may have altered the route in some way, but it's still the same exact route as the one that the people died on. The route starts at 6.05. The bell sounded, signaling the start of class. Randy wasn't done with this conversation. They didn't have many classes together, so this conversation had to get done as soon as possible. He was going to risk getting into trouble by staying in the hallway as long as possible. Is this what you want to try? Randy asked. I guess, Jim replied, shrugging his shoulders. It's the best we have right now. I was on the computer for more than two hours last night, trying to find out more on it. There isn't a whole lot about it, even in the Green Bay papers. It's the 10th anniversary of it. You'd think that they would at least want to remember the victims of that crash. You would think, Randy agreed, thinking it over. He made up his mind, smiling at Jim. Okay, let's do it. Meet me after school and I'll get us there. Sound like a plan? Yup. They went to their classes, but Randy's mind was never far from the Halloween bus. Even though he'd been through this a few times before, he thought that this time felt different somehow. This didn't seem like the fake haunted houses that towns drummed up to create tourism. If Jim was right about this, Green Bay had kept it somewhat quiet and treated it like the black eye it truly was. That meant that there was something more substantial to this one than the others. Even if they found nothing while on the bus, the excitement would definitely be there. The school day passed much in the same way as it always did. It dragged on. Randy was ready to pull out his hair by the time the final bell rang signaling the end of the day. He met Jim in the parking lot and got into his car without saying anything. Randy turned on the radio and selected his Metallica playlist. He wanted some music to get them in the mood. 
They drove to Green Bay, stopping only once to get dinner. As they ate, they watched the first of the trick-or-treaters starting their journey out into the world. Randy smiled, remembering what it was like to dress as a vampire or a monster and go door-to-door and ask people for candy with those magical words. Trick-or-treat. There was nothing better than it. Screw Christmas. Halloween was far and away the best holiday in the world. They arrived in Green Bay and went to the bus depot on University Street to get the schedule and know exactly where they needed to be. They weren't just going to get on somewhere in the middle. They wanted to be at the very first pickup and ride the bus all the way through. They found that the first pickup was on Monroe Street, near where the Port Plaza Mall used to be. In its heyday, the mall was the center of Green Bay shopping experience. As with many towns throughout America, the downtown district dried up as businesses moved elsewhere in the city, spots with lower rent and open space. The mall stood vacant, large for sale signs posted all over the exterior. Randy wondered how much it would cost to buy a mall. Randy parked the car in an abandoned parking lot, hoping that he wouldn't be ticketed. They walked the two blocks to where the Halloween bus would pick them up. They were still early. They had been so anxious about getting out there that they hadn't really paid attention to the time. They were still more than a half hour early and were forced to endure each other's company. They had plenty to talk about, mostly trying to figure out what they were going to do after the bus. They were accustomed to staying out all night on Halloween, usually at haunted houses, but that wasn't going to happen tonight. They had nothing else to do but be on the bus. With no good answer, the conversation dried up quickly as anticipation took over. Randy realized that he was shaking with excitement. He couldn't wait for the bus to arrive. There it is, Randy said, pointing down the street as the silver bus came into view. It rounded the corner, coming their way slowly. The bus squealed as it slowed and came to a stop directly in front of them. The driver opened the door. Randy and Jim raced inside, paying the toll. The driver was around 50 years old, with thinning hair and enough scruff on his face to tell them that he wasn't overly thrilled with his job. He looked out the window, barely glancing their direction as they moved by him and headed towards the back of the bus. Having ridden on the bus since they were five years old, they were aware that the best place to sit was on the back of the bus. It was adventurous because they could feel everything as the bus hit every bump and pothole. Whenever given the choice, they took the back of the bus. Because they were the first ones to get on the Halloween bus, this was no different. They each sat in one of the back seats. The driver closed the door and started moving the bus forward. We're doing it, Jim said, smiling. We're royally doing it. They were. Randy was as excited as he'd ever been while doing one of their Halloween adventures. This somehow seemed better than any of the things they'd done prior, even though they had gone to a hell of a lot more effort and the actual event would take a little over an hour. The bus continued throughout the downtown area, stopping at several bus stops, but rarely picking up any passengers. Randy thought that downtown wasn't the only thing that was dying off in this city. Nobody rode on buses anymore, and those that did had specific reasons and circumstances, such as no longer having driver's license. Those that they managed to pick up were few and far between, They picked up an older woman who was on her way home from doing some shopping. A few stops later brought a woman with two children, each dressed in their Halloween costumes. The boy was dressed as Woody from Toy Story, while the little girl, no older than five, was dressed as a princess, complete with a golden crown on her head. 
Randy remembered when he was that young, but there were no nice costumes when he went out. His parents were absent and rarely did anything to help him. His costumes were whatever he made for himself. Whether it was a plain white sheet with the eyes cut out or a cheap costume purchased from the clearance aisle at Goodwill, he never had a costume that cost more than $5. They picked up five more people over the next four stops. Only one got off. This was the part of the route that would bring them uptown and across the railroad tracks on Clark Street where so many people met their demise a decade earlier. Randy looked at all of the people, knowing that they had no clue that they were on the anniversary run of the Halloween bus. As he looked at Jim, he knew that he was well aware. Randy could see that Jim was shaking. He was as excited as he was to be doing this. So, do you think anything will actually happen? Jim asked as the bus started picking up speed. Probably not, Randy said. How many places have we been in now? This makes six. Nothing ever happens, but that's not what this is all about. This is about the experience. How many people get to be this close to death? We are living the same route on the anniversary of what happened. It doesn't get any better than that. No matter what happens, we're experiencing something real and substantial. Randy saw the sign, Clark Street. They were there. The bus turned to the left and was heading towards the other businesses. When the bus started to slow near the train tracks, Randy didn't get nervous. Buses were supposed to stop at railroad crossings to make sure that there were no trains coming. He'd anticipated it, and it was one of the few things about Jim's story that made the whole thing unbelievable. He'd said that the bus sputtered and came to a stop over the tracks. If the driver had been doing what he was supposed to, he would have come to a stop in front of the tracks. He couldn't imagine it not being a rule, or the driver forgetting to do it. There had to be another reason why the bus ended up over the tracks, and the story had been blown out of proportion over the years. The story that Jim found out about was the edited version that obviously was more exciting than what had originally happened. The bus came to a stop in front of the tracks. The driver opened the door and listened. He closed the door and pressed his foot against the gas pedal. The overhead lights flickered almost immediately after they started moving again, making Randy's heart nearly skip a beat. He hadn't expected that to happen. He looked around the bus, expecting others to have noticed, but they hadn't. Nobody had a clue that anything odd had happened. The bus wasn't responding the way it was supposed to. Randy could tell that almost before the driver did. It wasn't picking up speed. It was barely moving, barely creeping over the tracks. The bus rocked as the front tires moved over the first set of tracks, then the second. The bus was moving slow enough that it didn't cause much discomfort being all the way in the back. The engine sputtered causing Randy to see the driver give a look of concern in the giant rearview mirror located over his head. He slammed his foot down on the gas, but nothing happened. The engine stalled and the bus came to a stop directly over the tracks, just like in the story. Randy's heart thudded heavily in his chest, but he wasn't afraid. He was excited. This was actually happening. A smile spread on his face as he realized that everything Jim had said to him was absolutely true. The story about what had happened was completely true. This route was really haunted. Randy looked at Jim. He wasn't showing the same amount of excitement as he. He had a genuine look of concern on his face. It's going to be fine, Randy said, laughing and reaching across the aisle to smack him on the shoulder. It's not like we can't get out if a train comes. 
good point, Jim said, but his voice didn't carry the same optimism that his words did, and he still looked every bit as uneasy as he had before. The bus driver tried to get the bus moving again, cranking on the key repeatedly. There was nothing. There wasn't even a clicking of the motor. It was completely dead. The bus driver grabbed the intercom from the console to his left and spoke into it for a few seconds. Randy couldn't hear what he was saying over the murmur of the other passengers. The driver returned the intercom to the console. Ladies and gentlemen, the bus driver said as he stood and turned around to face them. He still looked disinterested in what he was doing. It appears as though we have a bit of an issue. If we could form a single file line and head towards the front of the bus, I would like to get away from these train tracks. I've called for another bus. We are to exit and wait for another bus to come pick us up. He moved towards the exit first. He grabbed the handle and started twisting it. Randy's heart fluttered when it didn't budge. The driver tried again, then again, with similar results. He turned to look directly at Randy. Could you please try the back door? The driver asked. Pull up on the lever to release the lock. Randy did as he was told. He stood and grabbed hold of the handle. He pulled up on it and felt it moving. He had it almost a quarter of the way up when it suddenly slammed back down, nearly pulling Randy's arm from its socket. He pulled again, feeling the slightest bit of movement. It felt as if something was trying to hold the lever down. Give me a hand, Randy said to Jim, feeling very nervous about the whole thing. The Halloween bus is real, he thought. This is very real, and everybody in here is in danger. He tried not to think about it as Jim grabbed hold as well. Together they pulled up on the lever. It moved about a quarter of the way up once more, only to have it slam down again as the force against them increased. The lights flickered overhead. Randy looked up, thinking that the bus was somehow laughing at them. Cars surrounded the bus on both sides. People got out of their vehicles and were trying to assist in one way or another. Some tried to come in through the front door, only to find that it wouldn't budge. Hey, is this some kind of a joke? Randy heard one of the onlookers ask. It most certainly wasn't a joke. Passengers tried to get the windows open. That didn't work either. Randy saw that the mother of the two kids in the Halloween costumes had pulled the small metal flashlight from her purse and started bashing it against the window. It didn't break. It didn't make a sound. The loudness of the horn nearly broke Randy's sanity. He didn't need to hear it again to know exactly what it was. It was a train. He looked out the window, trying to find out if he could see it yet. He couldn't, but he heard the horn again. Everybody within the bus screamed and frantically moved about. They moved to the front and rear of the bus, all trying to be the one to get the doors open. Randy did no such thing, and neither did Jim. They sat in their seats, looking at each other through the crowd. Their faces told the whole story. They knew that this was going to end badly. As the light appeared in the distance, showing the oncoming train for the first time, Randy was forced to revisit his life in a hurry. Everything that he thought was interesting and important about his life no longer seemed that way. He was so intrigued by death that he didn't take the time to realize that some of the things he'd done were dangerous and could result in his own death. He'd played with forces that were beyond his control for many years, trying to understand them, but never took them seriously. He wished that he would have. As the train's lights became brighter, he wondered if his entire life had been a waste. He was the way he was because somebody important to him had died. Now that it was he who was about to die, 
He realized that he should have focused more on the living than the dead. I'm sorry, Randy heard Jim say through the crowd. I didn't know. It's okay, Randy said. He could no longer see Jim at all. He, instead, focused on the mother with the two children. She was gripping them tightly, telling him that she loved them. He wished that he had a mother or father that cared enough about him to do that. He turned and looked out the window. The train was very close. Its brakes were on. Sparks flew up from the wheels, but there was no chance that it would stop in time. It had been traveling far too fast. It was less than a hundred yards away and getting closer quickly. As the train's lights filled the darkened bus, Randy saw the faces of the victims, the original victims. They were in the light, coming to get them. They were laughing as if this was a joke. Randy Benton closed his eyes, knowing that this was no laughing matter. He felt the impact, feeling himself flying through the air, then entered the darkness forever. That was the Halloween bus. Hope you enjoyed it. Hope you, those of you who are hearing it for the first time are enjoying it. And those of you who have heard it before say, you know what, that is a little bit better. That was the first story that I did with the new microphone. And let's just say that it has been something else trying to make sure that it sounds good. It is picking up the radio signals even when I'm not expecting it. And it takes in every ambient sound probably on my block. If somebody is farting down the street, I'm sure you're hearing it right now. Even now, the microphone's picking up some kind of vibration, and I have no idea where it's coming from. And that has been kind of the fun part of this microphone, but it does sound good when it is doing things the right way. Just a few things to talk about before I get out of here. I am working on Secrets Out, trying to get it out. It's uh, been a long month. I uh, had an illness in the past week where let's just say that when you find out that you let yourself get dehydrated and, quote, are in the uh, beginning stages of shock, that is not fun. News uh, little tip for you all. If you're sick, if you have the flu, by all means, drink water, drink Gatorade, drink something, drink fluids, because getting dehydrated is nowhere near fun. It is the opposite of fun, and it is almost as bad as the first illness to, that got you there to begin with. So a little tip for all of you out there, all of you parents with sick kids, or if you're sick yourself, take the time, drink the water, have some Gatorade, do something to keep yourself hydrated. If you don't, that 24-hour bug turns into a full week because it takes you a while to really get everything back to where it belongs. But now that the illness is over with, now I get to go back to concentrating. This is the only episode of the Halloween bus, obviously. It has been, you heard the beginning, the middle, and the end, all in one episode. This is the shortest story in Secrets Out. And next month, you will be hearing a new story that I've never put out before called Fireflies. No, it's not based on the television show that my girlfriend loves. I thought it was very good as well, but she loved it a little bit more than I did. It's not based on that. It is something totally different. This is a, a classic horror story. Okay, a quick pimping of the wares before I get out of here. 
Go to facebook.com slash goingpostalpublishing. Twitter is twitter.com slash goingpostalpub. You can go to the website goingpostalpublishing.com. Email me your questions, comments, or cheap shots at goingpostalpublishing at gmail.com. That's going to do it for this month. I will be back next month with Fireflies. Until then, thank you for going postal with me. Take care. Bye-bye. Listening to the Going Postal Cast. For updates about Christopher Chapman, his stories, and future podcast happenings, be sure to go to goingpostalpublishing.com. If you want to follow along on Twitter, twitter.com slash goingpostalpub, or like him at facebook.com slash goingpostalpublishing. This podcast is copyright 2012 Going Postal Publishing. <laughs>